Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast with Michael Boldea. All right, welcome to the program and thank you for joining us. This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast. I am your host, Michael Boldia, and as has become customary whenever we record the program and we are not live, I let you know, just because honesty is the best policy, uh, contrary to what most politicians today are practicing, haha. But, yes, we are recording this program. It is uh, January the 28th, the year of our Lord, 2021. Uh, And so uh, it is fresh. It is being recorded the same day it's supposed to air. But um, I just wanted to let you know, just in case, once again, uh, I don't know. Joe Biden signs some some silly executive order uh, Demanding taxpayers pay for abortions abroad. I know. Hey, John Piper, how's that soapbox? How's it going, buddy? Sanctimony good? Yeah, self-righteousness intact? So we're going to get into that. There's so much, so much, so, so, so much. We need to get into this this, uh, next 60-odd minutes or so. Uh, But... Boy, oh boy, isn't this world starting to look like a house of cards in a strong breeze? Uh, I I watched a YouTube video one time of uh, this little Asian fellow that built this meticulous house of cards. And he was on the last piece. And, uh, you know, he was a little nervous, and he was showing it. He was a little shaky, and he was saying, oh, please let this work, please let this work. And we all know how it ends. The last piece gets put on the house of cards, and the entire house of cards comes crashing to the ground, and, and, and you can see him die inside just a little bit. Uh, this is what this nation and the world is starting to look like, uh, a, a big old, big old house of cards. Uh, and everywhere you look, uh, the breeze is a-blowing. So uh, buckle up, buckle in. I know some people like the idea of buckling in. Don't brace yourself. Just fall asleep at the wheel and hope Jesus takes it. Because, you know, there's a song. Jesus, take the wheel. No, you're supposed to drive yourself. Don't be a moron. We'll get into that. But first, as has become customary on this program, uh, being the charitable and, uh, you know, giving man that I am, uh, if you've got a pen and uh, paper ready, uh, we will have another million-dollar idea this week. So those of you that are entrepreneurially minded, perk up your ears, because this one's a doozy. I mean, if, you're not, if you can't make a million bucks off this idea, then you might as well give up. So it's just a T-shirt. But it's such a good T-shirt. I guarantee you, you'll sell, oh, I don't know, at least 75 million of them. And the T-shirt is simply this. You can make it any color, any font. Don't look at me. 
I voted for the other guy. That's it. Million dollar idea right there. Because you know what? It's only been a week and a day, and boy, oh boy, is there buyer's remorse. Boy, oh boy, are people lining up to get a refund only to realize, uh, no refund, no refund. When I was 13 years old, I wanted to be a ninja. Stop laughing. But yes, when I was 13 years old, I wanted to be a ninja. Uh, I'd gotten my hands on a couple of the bootleg Chinese movies, you know, the ones with the air walkers where they they spin around and a whoosh, 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 whoosh. I mean, for a 13-year-old mind, it was gold. So realizing that I wanted to be a ninja, uh, the next logical step would be to get my ninja gear. So uh, my grandma used to shop at an Asian market. Uh, She used to like some of the spices they had, and uh, they had like, you know, 15-pound bags of egg rolls that were basically just dough with, you know, a piece of cabbage inside. But they were cheap because, uh, like most of Americans will be shortly, we were poor and on a very tight budget. So uh, nobody was looking at the Whole Foods angle of it all. We weren't wondering whether it was organic or gluten-free. It just had to be plentiful. Will it fill your little belly and not make you die? That was about the only real bar that my grandma had for buying food. She made it taste good. I can't lie. I was pushing 350 by the time I was 17, and when I realized I'm a little biggish, I should cut back a weight. But, yeah, she, 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 she cooked a lot of food. It was very good as far as taste, not very good as far as health. Uh, I remember there was, in California, when uh, we used to live out there when we were kids, there was a wiener schnitzel about 10 miles away that every other Thursday had 25-cent hamburgers. Uh, you know what, right now, in hindsight, I, I couldn't honestly put my hand on a Bible and swear that it was meat or beef, um, but I've never tasted rat. If I do, I'll compare, let you know. But they had 25-cent hamburgers, so for five bucks, uh, we'd basically go wild. I mean, you, you get 20 burgers. It was just a, you know, a bun and a paper-thin patty that kind of looked like, like meat and a little rubbery, but it was cheap. And uh, it was the one thing that we looked forward to when we were little kids is the 25-cent hamburger day. Every two weeks, the winter schnitzel, we were there, five bucks, 20 burgers, fill them up, get them out. Uh, but that's just, you know, going down memory lane. Back, back to, to, to my ninja aspirations. So after I decided I wanted to be a ninja, uh, I, I asked my grandma if I could come along to the Asian market because they had a little corner in the market with a glass display case 
where they sold what I assumed at the time was uh, ninja accoutrement. They had nunchucks. They had uh, flying stars. They had some size. I mean, nothing, nothing was sharp. Nothing could kill. It was stuff they probably brought for 10 cents and sold to retarded kids like me for 10 bucks. So uh, she said I could come. I, I took all the money I'd saved up to that point, which is about $27 and change. I went to the counter and I bought a pair of nunchucks for $16 plus tax. Now, granted, tax back then wasn't what it is today in California, but for a guy whose entire life savings was under 30 bucks, I just spent over half on a pair of nunchucks. But I thought to myself, sound investment, I'm going to be a ninja. So I get the nunchucks home. Within a matter of 30 seconds, I wrap myself across the knuckles and hit myself on the knee and almost knock out a tooth. And uh, that's when I had the epiphany that perhaps the ninja life was not the life for me. So uh, the next week, I took my nunchucks, including the little bag they came in, because it was like a long Ziploc, uh, went with Grandma, took it to the counter, plopped them down, and I said, can I please have my money back? I don't think I want to be a ninja anymore. And the little Asian fella from behind the counter looks at me, and he says, not if I nice change. Excuse me? I don't know why he sounds Mexican in my head, but he did. I guess if I did an Asian accent, I'd be racist, but since I look like a Mexican, I can do a Mexican accent, and nobody can, you know, accuse me of being a racist, except maybe Beth Moore. But we'll get to Beth, too, and John Piper. Oh, I'm, you know, I don't get angry often, but uh, whenever I see see the speed with which everything is getting destroyed, uh, I'm, I'm sort of, I, I wouldn't call it anger. I'm in a perpetual state of angst. I have very little patience for anybody or anything nowadays anymore. Because, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get into it. But back to my, my, my ninja story. Um, and I asked the little man, what am I supposed to do with it? And just in perfect English, I, I think the man had been living there for a very long time because he dropped the accent altogether. And he says to me, sell it to some other stupid kid. So no returns, no refunds, no exchanges. And if you complain about it, you know what? Sell it to some other stupid kid. Well, the problem with uh, the situation we've gotten ourselves into, kiddies, is that there's nobody else that we can sell it to. We bought it, we own it, and we shall uh, reap the harvest of misery and despair. Now, I know, look, I, yes, I do believe it was stolen, it was cheat, however you want to, we're still here. Regardless of how we got here, we're here now. And I'm, people, once again, you know, hope springs eternal. We'll get them in 2022. If they pull this off, you're not getting anybody in 22 or 24 or 46. Sorry. Done. So, uh, 
we're going to get into what we can do as individuals knowing that there isn't much we can do. I'm, I'm not saying roll over and show the white of your belly, believe me. No, you make, vex them. Make them hurt. Make them regret the path they've gone down on. Look, there, there, there's honor in fighting a fight because it's worth fighting. But right now, there's a lot of people standing in line hoping to return their pudding Joe, adult diapers and all, and they're realizing no return, no refunds, no exchanges. But hey, Beth Moore enjoyed the entire procession of the inauguration. Uh, Dr. Jill's hair was flowing. And uh, by the by, Dr. Jill's a doctor as much as Beth Moore is a Christian theologian. You can separate the two or put the two words together, co-join them. I don't care. Either is true. But yes, all those thousands of people that just got pink slipped in Pennsylvania, you know what? At least Beth Moore thought Lady Gaga's outfit was fabulous. Imagine how bad you'd feel about the fact that you can't feed your kids or pay your mortgage if, if Beth Moore hadn't liked Lady Gaga's outfit. That would really be just horrendous, wouldn't it? But see, when you're shivering in the cold because you can't pay your heating bill, when you're watching your kids go without food, at least you will have the comfort of thought that Beth Moore really thought Lady Gaga's outfit was fabulous. More on that later, because I'm not giving up on this. Because this is one of the things that you can do and must do. Right now, this entire thing, they're, they're, they're perched upon a three-legged stool. And you have to call out the inconsistency, the hypocrisy, the lies, and the deceit every single time you get a chance. The three-legged stool that they have is, is, is basically their propaganda arm, which is the media. And by the by, if you're still watching the news, if you're still watching Fox or CNN or MSNBC or any of these other what, mainstream channels, you're part of the problem. You're not part of the solution. Sorry. It's just the way it is. I know. We want victory without sacrifice. And this is another thing that I, I honestly, I'm scratching my head going, how do you think it's going to happen? Because there's people that are all geared up to go and defend freedom, but they're not willing to give up a football game on a Saturday to make a point. If you're not willing to stop watching the Packers or the Buccaneers or whoever, because... What they are doing goes against the moral fabric of what you believe. Allow me to call baloney sandwich on the idea that you're going to be a revolutionary. Just shut up. This isn't LARPing time. This isn't live action role play time. Where you strap on your little BB gun and you act all tough. You got to get surgical and Machiavellian with this. Hurt them in their pocketbook first. 
hey, if you're still watching football, baseball, basketball, if you're still watching the news, you're part of the problem, you're not part of the solution, shut up, sit down, don't. Just take it. Take it. Whatever sandwich Joe Biden hands you, filled with whatever kind of excrement, shut up and take it. Because you're part of the problem. You're not part of the solution. The second leg on their three-legged stool that they have is the propaganda. Well, we talked about the propaganda. It's uh, the money. Hollywood. Also, football. All, all of these things that make just, just loads and gobs and billions of dollars for these ne'er-do-wells. Stop. Stop giving them your money. Make them hurt in their pocketbook because it won't take a lot. Hollywood's hurting right now, kids. They haven't been able to put out a movie and make a billion bucks in forever. But if you're still giving them your hard-earned coin, you're part of the problem. You're not part of the solution. And it doesn't matter if your neighbor's doing it. It doesn't matter if your friends are doing it. Think of this as a war. You are concerned with the enemy that's in front of you. You're concerned with your survival. That's it. If you're on a battlefield and somebody's charging at you, you don't look to the left to see what the other guy's doing. Oh, look at him. He has not even drawn his sword. No. I care about my survival. The other guy will care about his survival, and eventually there will be a groundswell. And these people will hurt. And the only question is, how much pain are they willing to endure? That's it. And that's, that's I guess, a, a collective sort of thought, what, what we are facing and what we can do. Because, man, the executive orders are just, just flying like Joe Biden's dentures. Just pew, 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 pew. And not one of them is for the people, and not one of them is to help the working class. But you know what? Uh, We did. uh, Revoke the pro-life policy that Donald Trump signed into law that barred taxpayer funding of abortion abroad. So uh, we're going to get into this article because, hey, John Piper, I know, Donald Trump was prideful and his tweets were mean. Good written. Yep. Thank you, John Piper. How's the altitude on that soapbox? President Joe Biden will sign an executive order revoking the pro-life policy known as the Mexico City policy and dismissing consistent polling that shows Americans share bipartisan unity on barring taxpayer funding of abortion, both within the United States and abroad. Because old Joe, in one of his moments of lucidity, sat down behind the Oval Office desk ran a few numbers and said to himself, you know what? Whorish American women are too lazy. 
They're not killing enough of their babies. How do we rectify this problem? They're dumb and whorish, but man, they're not killing enough of their babies. I know. Let's finance abortions abroad. Thank you, John Piper. The White House announced Thursday that Biden will sign an executive order that rescinds the Mexico City policy, which prohibits foreign organizations that receive U.S. financial aid from promoting or performing abortions. Uh, Translation, killing babies as a method of family planning. The White House statement read, across the country and around the world, people, particularly women, black, indigenous, and other people of color, oh, and of course, LGBTQ plus people, and those with low incomes have been denied access to reproductive health care. President Biden is also issuing a presidential memorandum to protect and expand access to comprehensive reproductive health care. Translation, abortion. So, in a nutshell, because we have a lot to get to, uh, your taxpayer dollars will be financing the murder of babies not only within these continental United States, no, no, but abroad. That means in other countries. Are, are you still willing to God bless America it? Are ya? Are ya? Are you still, are, are you still uh, sitting there going, Revival's coming! And saying it with a straight face? The only thing that's coming is judgment. We have outsourced and financed the murder of babies. And it's been eight days. Let that sink in. Within eight days, Mr. Robinette Biden has financed and outsourced the murder of babies because in his decrepit mind, there weren't enough babies being killed in America. So, let me just, let me get this straight. Uh, We're killing our babies but we're opening the borders because we're not having enough babies to sustain the population. Got it. Got it. Got it. Thank you. Appreciate it. Beth Moore, you were right. It's all worth it to have seen Dr. Jill Biden's flowing hair. Celebrate good times. Come on. All right, so what do we do? What do we, what do we do? Uh, I I can't take credit from the following. Uh, My little brother actually forwarded this to me from one of his friends. Um. I agree with some of it, some of it, eh, neither here nor there. But the one thing I will add before I go into this list, 
is cement your relationship with God. Learn to grow your faith. Because if you can't trust God for a penny, you're not going to be able to trust him for a pound. If you can't trust God to sustain you for an hour, you won't be able to trust him to sustain you for a year. So the first thing, before we get into this list, is, is grow in God. Grow your faith. Grow your relationship. Cement your trust in him. He is able. All right? So that, that is number one with the bullet. Underline it twice because it's the most important. Now, what follows is a list. Like I said, uh, one of my brother's friends forwarded this to him. He forwarded this to me, and I thought it was worth um, delving into for just a second. Uh, The first thing he says you should do is hide your intentions. Good advice. Because at some point, there will be a concerted effort to do away with any opposition. It's already started, but but they haven't gotten to the little guy yet. They will. It's only a matter of time. Because right now, just from A to Z, the entire government seems to have lost its mind. What was the the thing I heard last time? Oh, yes, that transgenderism is a national security issue. So uh, now uh, you're going to have, let's see, because this makes perfect sense in the mind of Joe Biden, of course. You're going to have the group of people with the highest suicide rate, bar none. The demographic of people with, with, with a suicide rate that looks just like a spike. You take them, you give them live ammunition, then you put them in stress-heavy situations in perpetuity. How do you think that's going to work out? You're going to have the rainbow contingent out on the battlefield in their, you know, pressed pinks. These are the people that commit suicide more than any other demographic bar none across the board. You could call them mentally ill, you can call them unhinged, whatever you want to call them. It's the reality. You take them, you give them guns, and you put them on the battlefield. I don't know. I'm willing to make a prediction. A lot of murder-suicide is going to be happening in the U.S. military. But see, that, that's another thing. Anybody with an ounce of reason could have told you what was going to happen when you locked down the country for a year. That it was going to devastate small business, that it was going to devastate the economy. I was telling you this back in March of last year, almost a year ago. It's going to get brutal. Finally, 11 months later, 
the experts are saying that indeed the economic toll on the average citizen is much worse than they thought it would be. No kidding. But let's get back to this because I, I, I want you to have some actionable. I know you like that word, actionable. There you go. I said it. I get a Twinkie. Actionable steps. First, hide your intentions. Good advice. Uh, If you want the biblical application of it, let not your right hand know what your left hand is doing. Because there's a lot of people, like I said, LARPing. There's There's a lot of people thinking this is a video game, and it's not. Create your bubble. So that would be number three. First, get right with God. Grow your faith. Grow your knowledge. Grow your trust. Second, hide your intentions. Third, create your bubble. Very important. We talked about this, oh, I don't know, two, three months ago. The best thing you can do in order to mitigate the pain of what is coming is be in a tight-knit community. I'm not talking about becoming Mennonite or Amish. If you are, God bless. I don't know how you're listening to this. Shame on you. But know your neighbors. Have friends close by. Create a bubble. Create a community that's interdependent. It will mitigate the pain of what's coming. Number four on his list was flee to, uh, flee to live among the like-minded. Uh, to a certain extent, I agree with this, but we can't all move to Texas. So uh, I think creating your bubble is having uh, a, an interdependent community is more viable than fleeing to live among the like-minded. I mean, I understand. I, I have friends that still live in California. I don't know why. But they do. Maybe they like the weather. Maybe they like the smell of human feces and urine. I don't know. They're still there. Maybe it's their job. Maybe they have to be there. But whatever it is, it's hard to pick up and move, especially if you've got a family and kids. It's not that hard to create a bubble, though. To know the butcher, to know the baker, to know the candlestick maker, if you will. And to have... Form the relationship with them. Next on his list, which uh, is dependent on whether or not you've created a bubble, is barter as often as possible. Render services for services. It's how you build trust with those in your community. It's how you build trust with those in your bubble. Barter as often as possible. Utilize private currencies and transactions. Stop depending on the plastic. I Look, I've, I learned a lot of things from my grandfather um, growing up. One of the things that I learned from him was cash is king. Uh, I, I remember when we started traveling, 
We'd actually have to go to the bank and get traveler's checks. We'd always have enough with us where if the pastor in the church didn't like us and didn't give us an honorarium or uh, didn't put us up in a hotel or canceled our flight, we'd make it home. Be smart. Don't be dependent on the plastic. Because as has been proven time and again, these corporations can just, sorry, we've canceled your credit card. We've canceled your PayPal. We've canceled everything. We've unpersoned you. And now it's time to heal. So grab yourself a Beth Moore audio book, a big mug of chamomile tea, and let all your sorrows fade away. No, no, don't look at the fact that you have nothing to feed your kids. That eviction notice, you know what? Give it to Jesus. Give it to Jesus. Give the eviction notice to Jesus. Get back to the soothing sounds of Beth Moore audiobooks. How you're a queen. And the light that shines from thee shall blind the world. Anyway, I'm, I, again, yes, yes, yes. If you don't like hearing the name Beth Moore, you should stop listening to this program because I'll be hammering at it as, uh, as well as John Piper. Sorry, just the way it is. Because right now, this is the new tactic. It's, 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 it's not enough that the other side did what they did. Now the demand, everyone say there was no fraud, that there was no cheating. That's, that's, that's the new demand. In order for us to heal, in order for us to come together, you have to acknowledge that nothing was stolen and, and that, that, that it was a mistake on your part, that everything was on the up and up, and Mr. Robinette Biden was so popular that he got the most votes of any president in history. Uh, there's a saying in the old country. And if you happen to be an individual that enjoys clutching their pearls, uh, perhaps cover your ears for the next 15 seconds. But the saying in the old country is this. Don't defecate in my mouth and expect me to say it's chocolate. But that's exactly what they're doing. They know they stole it. But they expect you to bend the knee and say, nope, everything was on the up and up. But hey, like I said, if you're part of the problem and not part of the solution, eat whatever Uncle Joey dishes out, buddy. How many thousands of jobs have just disappeared, vanished altogether uh, through executive order? Are, are we up to, what, 15, 20,000? I know, it's a small number. We're a nation of 300 million people. What's 15,000 jobs? Uh, well, ask the 15,000 people who lost them. 
I know, huh? Oh, well, you don't have to get that granular. Yeah, we do. Because um, as, as, as the old song goes, we've only just begun in eight days. This is just a start, kids. We'll get to it. We got time. Uh, next on the list is become physically strong. Uh, I would posture that becoming spiritually strong is far more important than becoming physically strong. But uh, if you need one of those motorized carts to get around Walmart, but you're one of the people calling for revolution, I just stop. Stop. So there, there's, I mean, physical strength to a point, not an issue. But spiritual strength is, is far more necessary in the days to come than physical strength. Uh, the next one, I don't know if I'd agree with it, because eventually, given everything that's going on, uh, hyperinflation is likely to kick in. Uh, but he says, get as rich as possible as soon as possible. Um, I Personally, I would rather just say, get out of debt. If, you, if you've got debt, don't be in debt. Uh, do everything you can to be out of it as soon as possible because that way you're not beholden to men. Uh, the next thing that's on his list is laugh at the word unity. That I agree with because they don't want unity. They want supplication. They don't want unity. They want submission. They don't want unity. They want your silencing. They don't want unity. They want your subservience. And I don't know about you, but it leaves a bitter taste in my mouth for even the idea of submitting to a lesser individual than myself leaves a bad taste in my mouth. So uh, it's not going to happen, senor. I'm sorry, I know. But it's not going to happen, sunshine. Uh, and this, uh, he, he, he basically ends with this. And I'm going to read this because I think it's poignant. Um, and it's, it's true to a certain extent. He says, the last 10 months are their blueprint. They want you physically muscled, muzzled, your beauty hidden, your body isolated, your businesses looted, your parents helpless, your child hypnotized, and your hand out begging. There is time. Be smart. And to a certain extent, I, I agree. Uh, he, he's more focused on the physical. I, on the other hand, am more focused on the spiritual. But be smart is good advice every day of the week. Now, um, what I've been noticing, and again, this is, this is the thing that's troubling, is the speed with which everything is getting torn down. And I know, I, I realize it's far easier. It's a far easier thing to destroy than to create, to, to tear down than to build up. Uh, a few years ago, I had to speak in California. I had a friend's church. I know, I went to California. There you go, see? 
Mike, you're a hypocrite. No, I don't live there. I just went to visit. Uh, so I brought my wife, and then uh, I, I brought my daughter along. Back then, we only had the one. Uh, we, we had Victoria, and uh, I, I thought they'd enjoy the warmer weather, so uh, we all went. Now, on the days that I wasn't speaking, um, the beach was our go-to. I mean, just that's one of the things I do miss about the coast is, is the beach. It's the ocean. It's, it's um, yeah, I mean, I understand the appeal, but then again, back when I was living there, uh, the, the smell of fecal matter didn't permeate the air either. So there's that. Um, but we, we, I mean, we went to the beach pretty much every day that we were there. And uh, Victoria loved building sandcastles. That was her thing. I, she was maybe three at the time. And her biggest thing was building sandcastles. She spent hours just, just building sandcastles with not a care in the world. And on the second to the last day, she'd been at it for about 45 minutes. I mean, she'd, she'd built a nice little castle. And this little booger of a kid that reminded me of a very young Joe Biden or, or that banjo kid from Deliverance, but as a toddler, he just walked up and, and just kicked my daughter's sandcastle, stomped on it, crushed it to bits, and walked away. Now, due to a combination of self-control and my wife pulling on my shirt, I didn't tear off the little turd's foot and beat him with it. So uh, I, 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 that was the win. But after he was finished destroying it, and I mean, it took less than 10 seconds to destroy something that my daughter had worked on for almost an hour. He just walked off nonchalantly as though nothing had happened. So the point of this little story is this. It's always more difficult to build something than it is to tear it down. And the enthusiasm with which putting Joe and his ilk are tearing down what took four years to build up is a sight to behold. You have specialists. In the energy sector, you have specialists in the economic sector that are sounding the alarm and warning this administration that what they are doing will kill millions of jobs. We're not talking about the 10, 20, 30,000 that have already been, been lost. They are warning that it will literally kill millions of jobs. Experts people who do this for a living. But when Joseph Robinette Biden simply says, I disagree, that was it. And because people like Beth Moore and people like John Piper and people like the Hillsong ilk, oh, by the way, did you hear a Hillsong pastor is joining the administration of Mr. Robinette Biden, you know, for religious unity and whatnot. So, so understand 
exactly what's going on. You're going to have, and, and you already do, you have what, the Southern Baptist Convention uh, just pushing the idea that financing the murder of babies both here and abroad with taxpayer dollars, that killing off jobs, that, that implementing rules by fiat that will kill millions of jobs in the long run are all well and good. Gary times, kids. But good time to make a little coin if you're in the T-shirt making business. Remember, it's a genius idea. Don't look at me. I voted for the other guy. Uh, and with that, Gino said he had some questions, and I will be glad to answer a couple questions. Uh, we still have about 45 minutes or so. So, Gino, if you're still there, if you have not fallen asleep, or because, oh, by the way, Gino's on vacation, people. So Gino's enjoying the sun while I'm shoveling snow. Call that fairness. Hey, Mike. Can you Go hear ahead, me, Mike? Gene. Yeah, I can hear you. Well, First of all, I can say what a sobering program, and I agree. It's been on my heart pretty much all day about what's going on. I have a question just personally before I get into a couple other ones. What do you do as a pastor when we know hate crimes are coming down the road and obviously preaching against homosexuality or abortion could be an issue of a hate crime? What do you, uh, I'd like to hear your take on that. Do what the Bible tells you to do. Look, either you betray Christ, and, and, and live with the illusion of freedom or you stand for truth, and yes, you may end up in prison. Uh, you wouldn't be the first. You're likely not going to be the last. Uh, there was Paul, there was Silas, there was Peter, there was John, there was Luke, there was Matthew, there was Mark, and a lot of others that suffered for the cause of Christ. So if truth is not your banner, then... Uh, yeah, this isn't the sandbox you should be playing in. Just find another career. Uh, go join Hillsong. Next question, Gene. All right, Mike, the next question is, uh, your grandfather mentioned, this has been, a few people have asked this question about civil revolution. And the last eight days have been uh, not only what you mentioned, the different points of these executive actions, but China is definitely threatening Taiwan. Uh, and you also mentioned about the elections, of course, being stolen, etc. But how do you figure uh, people have been asking how China plays into the message your grandfather had? Well, China, China plays a big role because China wants to dominate as much as the Russians want to dominate the world. And the U.S. Uh, has, has been in both of their way. We've been across uh, you know, in their throat. Uh, Russia went about the idea of dominance uh, by pure physicality. China, like they do with everything else, uh, took, took, took the long view. So they began to invest in U.S. infrastructure. Uh, do you realize that one of the executive orders that Mr. Robinette Biden signed was that uh, – all of the materials for the electrical grid be imported from China now. Uh, now, you know, I'm not one to say that the Chinese would do this, but boy, wouldn't it be just, hmm, uh, 
I don't know, um, serendipitous if they'd have some back door into our entire grid and shut it down whenever they felt like it, huh? So right now we're dependent on the Chinese, and, and uh, they're happy because uh, Mr. Robinette Biden is not only a submissive sort of cat when it comes to the Chinese, but his son uh, has profited, uh, well, let's just say, uh, more than most from his relationship with the Chinese. And I, I, I tend to believe that uh, the dirt they have on the entire Biden clan, and I'm speaking of the Chinese, not Hunter's laptop, uh, would, would make uh, a prostitute blush. So the Chinese play into it the way they always have. They're, they're trying to uh, pull the levers of power when we're no longer useful, uh, and I think it'll come before that because th- th- there will be a point where there will be an uprising in this country. I talked about it on the last program. We've crossed the Rubicon. There's no redress without violence at this point. I don't want to see it. I'm not advocating for it. So uh, the Chinese are the players. They're the Chinese and the Russians are the players right now. Right now we are just the victims. We are the prey. And they are the predators getting ready to chow down, as it were. Next question, Jim. The next one gets asked a lot. What about storing food, medicines, etc.? That question we get a lot. Uh, do what God tells you to do. I, I, I told you before, what, December, uh, have a couple weeks' worth of food uh, on hand, just in case. Uh, keep it. I, again, there's, there's a difference between being wise and, and having a little food set aside and trusting in what you have set aside to keep you and sustain you. I, I hope that makes sense. There, there, there's no sin in being wise. There is a sin in substituting trust in God with trust in something else, whether it's food, water, guns, ammo, uh, you know, arrows, or Indian headdresses. Next question. Wow, we're getting through a lot today. That's a good answer. Uh, yeah, Mike, this question we get a lot as well. Where is America mentioned specifically in the Bible? Uh, Jeremiah chapter 51 and Revelation chapter 18. I know it goes contrary to the modern Eden. We shall rise like the phoenix and be a paragon of righteousness and truth. Will we? Really? No, we are a nation that was blessed of God. We turned our back on God. Most of the church has used grace like their own personal litter box whenever they did something naughty. Just kick a little grace on it so it don't stink. And we've abandoned the principles that the Bible puts forth. We've abandoned righteousness and holiness to the point that people like Beth Moore are considered spiritual leaders. Hillsong pastors are being fired because of their atrocious sinfulness. So much so that even the guys in their church would probably do the same thing on the down logo. Come on, man. As per Joe Biden. So I know nobody wants to hear it. But if you read Revelation 18, you will know what the future of this country holds. And it's not revival. I'm sorry to break your heart. If you're sitting there waiting on revival or waiting on 2024, 
you're going to be heartbroken all over again. So get in your word, get strong spiritually, and live today. Because tomorrow doesn't belong to you, and it doesn't belong to me. And you may not be here, and I may not be here, so what's four years from now got to do with it? Next question, Gene. Uh, Mike, when people study the Word of God, especially new converts, a uh, question we get is, uh, where do you encourage them to start reading in the Word? Oh, look, uh, there's there's multiple theories to it. Uh, some some people say you should read the Bible through once a year. Uh once, once you've gotten a hold of your fundamental doctrine, once you've gotten a hold of uh, basic Christianity, I guess is the best way you can put it, you can do that. But look, begin with the New Testament. Begin, begin in Matthew and read a chapter a night. Uh, forego Netflix for 30 minutes and, and take a, a, a highlighter, take, take a yellow pen, take a pencil even. And when you read through the chapter the first time, uh, you know, do it at your own speed. But after that, read a verse, spend a minute, spend 30 seconds, spend five minutes meditating on it. Let it, let it speak to you as only Scripture can. Underline the ones that, that speak to you more profoundly than that, and then ask yourself the question, why? Why does this verse about an aching heart speak to me more than the one about, you know, uh, joy coming in the morning? You have to you have to engage with the Word of God, and the Word of God will open itself up to you. Next question, Gene. Thank you, Mike. Uh, another question people have asked: Where in the New Testament should they read about the the baptism and the power of the Holy Spirit? The Book of Acts is a good place to start. I mean that's that's that that's that's when the whole party started as far as the the Holy Spirit is concerned. So go through the book of Acts. Uh Corinthians, 1 Corinthians and 2 Corinthians also has more more uh I guess uh intellectual uh ideas regarding uh the Holy Spirit because you know Paul wrote them and he was an intellectual guy. Go to Hebrews, but man, the book of Acts, if you want to understand what the power and the role of the Holy Spirit are, what, what God can do through an individual that is imbued with the Holy Spirit, that's, that's the best place to start. Thank you, Mike. And you wrote a book, The Power Presence, uh, 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 you know, Power Presence and Purpose of the Holy Spirit. Number one, what inspired you to write the book? And second of all, what do you think people will take away from the book? Well, what inspired me to write the book was the fact that uh, the Holy Spirit is, is, is the one part of the triune God that is very la- rarely discussed. And, and I, I believed it was a necessary topic for, for Christians to delve into. Uh, it, it drew me closer to God. It gave me more reverence for the person of the Holy Spirit. It opened my eyes to some realities. So when I write, it's, it's therapeutic uh, for me. It it. it it speaks to me and it builds me up as much as it does those that read the stuff I write. Uh, so that's pretty much the answer I have. Uh, somebody just texted me and he goes, uh, look on your YouTube thing. There's one more question you need to answer. Uh, okay. I got it. Uh, why, why is it, why is the program only an hour? Why don't you make it too? something along those lines? Uh, well, because there are radio stations, first of all, uh, that, pick up this program i know surprising uh and they air it and it's it's an hour-long program uh but the the second reason is look uh 
not to toot my own horn, but I'm the guy, the guys you listen to listen to. So uh, they usually flesh out the things that I say, and, and they make entire series of them. Ha ha. Uh, the second reason is because this is a labor of love. Uh, as uh, Mensa candidate Beyonce once sang, who going to pay my bills? Who pay my automobiles? So uh, I got kids to feed. I got a roof to keep over their heads. This is a labor of love. I'm not trying to sell you peanuts. I'm not trying to sell you 100 serving bottles of slop or buckets of slop. Uh, we, we have um, <laughs> no sponsors other than those that I've imagined in my head for levity and comedy. Uh, so I, I do this as a labor of love. Uh, I, I may, okay, since you people have asked, because there's been more than one apparently, um, uh, from time to time record an extra program and throw it up on YouTube. But uh, do, do me a favor. Uh, pick Jesus' longest sermon. Uh, the, the Sermon on the Mount, I think, is uh, the one that was his longest. And, and read it at a comfortable pace and time yourself, and see how long it is. Uh, I don't like hot air. Usually hot air stinks, because it comes out of a certain orifice. Uh, So uh, within the span of an hour, I can pretty much uh, give you what you need for an entire week. But I I will try to record a couple hour-long things once in a while, throw them up on YouTube, keep on the channel. Uh, But yeah, I I do this as a labor of love. Uh, But uh, I, I also uh, have kids to feed. So, uh, yo, yo tengo trabajo, as they say in California. Uh, if you're not uh, fluent in Spanish, as you should be, because uh, we're about to be overrun, uh, I have work. So, God bless you. Thank you for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Gino will be back, all sunburnt and happy. Uh, I will still be here in the cold winter of Wisconsin. And we shall see what Mr. Robinet Biden does with another seven days. Eight days in, uh, the destruction is uh, impressive and not in a good way. God bless you. God keep you. Gino, if you've got anything to say, tis yours, my son, tis yours. I do want to say that if you want to send this program to Christian Radio, email us at handofhelpoffice at AOL.com. I will be glad to forward you the link, the MP3. And I really feel in 2021 we should get the program out to more radio outlets. Uh, Thank you for listening today. Uh, We will get this program on YouTube. God bless you. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast, The Light of Truth with Michael Baldea. If you would like to order a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website at handofhelp.com. If you have questions about our ministry, you can email us at handofhelpoffice at aol.com or simply call us at 920-206-9910. God bless you. They are